everyone, and welcome to the Change Makers Podcast, where we chat with interesting and engaging individuals here and far about change, making change, living change in their own lives, how they've experienced unimaginable change, and innovative ways people uplift the lives of others. We chat about triumphs over tragedies, mindset matters, and how we live out our life's purpose inspirationally. So please join us to be inspired and empowered to be the change you want to see in this world. You know, we can all be change makers in our lives. Here's to the change you're about to bring forth. I could not be more excited to welcome my friend and colleague, Catherine McDonough of Legal Lean Sigma Institute and many other areas today. Um, and she and I are going to have a very uh, lively conversation on uh, a lot of, we're going to cover a lot of ground and I'm, I'm delighted that you've decided to join us. Um, so Catherine, thank you for being with us today. Thank you for having me at uh, your special sauce. Uh, recipe concoction. <laughs> um, so I want to share, I want you to share with our listeners, if you would, a bit about yourself, your professional passion, and a few insights into your professional journey so our readers can get a better sense of you. Sure. Uh, well, uh, as I like to call it, my sort of ancient history is um, I uh, originally planned to be a theater major and take the stage by storm um, as an actress mm -hmm. and uh, I lived up to some aspects of that aspiration but I wound up taking a detour and uh, wound up going to law school and uh, and practicing law as a corporate counsel for several years then I had an opportunity to be an outside salesperson. And it was during that experience that I met what were the very first law firm marketing um, professionals that existed um, in the profession. And I decided, okay, that's what I want to do when I grow up. And uh, after that, I became interested in how do I uh, create services that address the needs that I'm finding uh, in, in the industry. So uh, I kind of still use all of the things that I have learned, all my seemingly random uh, experiences, including being a, uh, a concert promoter, a college DJ, and a manager of a hardcore punk band during my college years. <laughs> and now I take the stage by storm as a consultant, speaking mm -hmm. about strategy, uh, business development and marketing, and um, of course, process improvement and project management, all of which I'm extremely passionate about. That's <clears throat> quite the plate that you have to fill there. <laughs> Many plates, all spinning simultaneously. <laughs> Um, so I'm just curious, um, you know, what was it about process improvement um, and the legal marketing, legal services um, sector that attracted you? 
Oh, I love this question. What, one of the reasons it attracted me is because having been a client, a practicing lawyer who was also a client, who had clients that I served, I became very interested in things that would help me and people like me work better together. How could we deliver more value to our clients, to our organizations, uh, without there being any trade-offs? So uh, it was perplexing to me um, initially that the longer our law firms took to do something, the more money we paid them. That was just mystifying to me and seems like the wrong way to incentivize people to be efficient. But it also teed up this weird dynamic where I just didn't really feel like we were truly on the same team. So I started to become fascinated with the things that I began reading about. Um, and this was back in the days where DuPont was starting to create their legal model and engage in consolidation. And I thought, you know, I, I'm really keen to learn more about this. Uh, but it wasn't until I became uh, involved with my third law firm as a marketing and business development um, director that I got a chance to earn my Six Sigma green belt. And I love to tell people the story of how um, really a, a lot of the other uh, people in the course were um, male engineers who were kind of looking at how to create consistency in the manufacturing of a product. And they kind of at the beginning of the course said, well, we don't get how this applies to legal services. And I said, well, I'm not sure yet either, but I, there's something there. And I kept learning and I kept learning. And uh, at the end of the course, they agreed. They said that, no, you're onto something. And so I, I basically took about a year before I could start trying some of these things because they're not so easily translatable. And I kept saying to a friend, why isn't anybody teaching this in a context that is relevant to those of us who work in the law, whether we're a legal or a business professional? And I guess I must have said it often enough that she kind of, kind of one day said, you do it. You see it. If you believe in it so much, go and do it. And so um, I've always appreciated that and, and try and do that same kind of thing uh, for other entrepreneurs because you just need, you know, that one person sometimes to, to uh, believe in you, even if you don't quite see it yourself. And uh, that began my, uh, the beginning, uh, uh, that began my kind of putting our courses together and then starting this, uh, the Legal Lean Sigma um, certification courses, which of course were initially introduced under the umbrella of the Legal Sales and Service Organization, of which I'm a co-founder. And LASSO is wonderful. We have an annual rain dance conference, uh, which is typically in June in Chicago every year. And uh, we have, uh, are, are known for having the very first 
surveys that looked at women lawyers and uh, their rain, the keys to rainmaking success for them. So I'm obviously a woman lawyer. I'm very interested in how do we help women lawyers because we need to keep them in the profession. So what we hadn't anticipated is how much consulting work was going to come out of these courses. And so my, uh, my two partners uh, in Lasso uh, were, were uh, so generous and allowed me to spin off the Legal Lean Sigma Institute. And we, but we've been rocking and rolling with this stuff since 2003. Mm. And at this point have trained literally thousands of legal and business professionals all over the world. We've delivered dozens of process improvement projects. We actually own the registered trademark in Legal Lean Sigma. We've created our own methodology uh, for which we and our clients, more important, have won amazing awards. And you know, we just keep innovating. And that's that's part of the attraction for me is getting a cross-functional, truly diverse team of people together, getting these tried and true frameworks and tools, and, um, and creating something that's really just groundbreaking. It's very fun. Oh, that sounds, and I've seen your work, I've heard of your work, um, you know, in the industry, um, and you have an um, absolutely unparalleled reputation. Uh, oh, thank you. Absolutely, for the work that you've done. But share with our re our listeners a little bit more. Uh, what does it mean to have a lean, a legal lean sigma certification as a practical matter? So what it what it means as a practical matter is that if you're a white belt or a yellow belt, it means that you've uh, survived sitting for a day or two, respectively in one of our certification courses, which are all designed to introduce people to the key process improvement methodologies, but more important uh, to give them the kind of experiential learning environment where uh, we're introducing a concept, showing people a tool, for example, process mapping, and then uh, people work in table teams mm -hmm. to apply the concept in the tool to a process that's of interest to them. So it could be a legal process like single plaintiff litigation or filing a trademark application or a business process like onboarding or timekeeping or responding to RFPs are pretty popular. So at the end of a day or two, they will have um, either dipped their toe in the water or kind of gone in above their knees. And uh, that conveys kind of the level of dangerousness that we've uh, created. Um, but for sure, they will never, ever look at the world the same, same way again. Uh, for people that want to get a green belt, uh, we re that requires the, success the successful completion of a project. So people that have certified, uh, received a Greenbelt certification have actually completed and delivered um, a process improvement project using um, either a, a very robust or a very accelerated way of, um, of working. And then finally, people who are black belts, as a practical matter, uh, black belts are people like me that 
you know, want to do this for a living and, and just love it and can eat, sleep and breathe uh, improvement work. Um, as I think I might've mentioned, it is really fun. It's very challenging work. Um, even though we're applying the same kind of thinking and the same kind of framework, no project is ever the same. None of our clients employs the different tools or methodologies of which there are literally hundreds the same way as everybody else. Um, so it's kind of the perfect combination of art and science. Wow. So um, who is a typical or is there a typical um, Sigma um, legal lean Sigma candidate? I mean, is it lawyers? Is it legal marketers? Is it um, management, managing partners? Who benefits most, if not everyone? Uh, I would say all of them, all of, you know, D, all of the above. And um, what we love um, kind of like in extra amounts is when our law department clients engage in this work with their outside counsel and when our law department or other uh, service providers engage in this with their clients um, because the power of doing this work comes from putting together that cross-functional diverse team of people and diverse in the sense of um, kind of the classic diversity and inclusion sense, but also uh, people who think differently and communicate differently and have different backgrounds and skill sets and who represent at least the primary stakeholders in a process. Sure. And so the, the insights that, um, that each brings to the table uh, are, are literally transformational for the other people um, who are working with them. So it's that power of the team um, that it that that makes it so effective, in, in my opinion. So it's anybody that's interested in uh, working better, um, and you know, not just the we kind of make make poke a little fun at the idea that efficiency is about doing more with less. Um, that could be one right answer, but it's not the only way to be sure. efficient. It could be about doing more with more or less with less. So uh, in our world, it's figuring out for what we do um, to create the work product and deliver it, the service piece, the customer experience, the client experience piece, what are the right things to do? And then how do we figure out ways to then do those things right the first time, every single time? Mm. Um, and for that, you need the power of the team. Sure, absolutely. Well, it sounds very powerful um, and a very um, comprehensive approach to work. And I, I can understand why, and I'm sure others do as well, what, which makes it so compelling of, um, you know, how... Um, I guess foundational it can be and transformative into an organization, particularly when you look at the team approach. It's it's uh, that's spot on because uh, many times at the end of uh, an engagement, and and this is uh, an answer to what makes your heart sing type of a thing. Mm -hmm. um, people will say this has been 
the best experience that I've ever had across my career. And for some people that, you know, will span um, decades and uh, that's closely matched with, we have never worked better together and that can be accomplished. Um, We got, I got that comment uh, just last week. We worked with a firm that brought in, clients to sit around uh you know sit sit around a table and work together for the full day in a white belt program we pre-selected all the processes that they were going to be working on and by the lunch break um people were coming up and saying we already this has completely changed our relationship it's it's deepened our respect for one another um, and already I can say, you know, we've never worked better together. We've been wanting to have these conversations, but couldn't really figure out how to structure them. And uh, so that, I, I love that. Uh, that's what makes my heart sing. It makes my heart sing when um, students uh, from uh, George Washington University and uh, Suffolk Law School, where I'm an adjunct professor, when those students um, think of me as they uh, they employ some of these things and they come back and they say, wow, I used this tool today. Listen to what happened or I just finished a big project or I just got a job or I just got a promotion. And, and um, the fact that I was able to talk about this, I had a vocabulary, I had some experience with this was a competitive advantage. That, I love all of that. Well, it really, <clears throat> from what I understand and, and hear from you, it doesn't really get any better than that because it seems that we are the type of folks who we really want to uplift, inspire, inspire and empower others um, through our expertise and our passion for our professional journeys. And when you have people to give you that kind of feedback and to know that you've had that impact, to me, that, that is, it doesn't get any better than that. I completely agree, and I, I love the way that you put it. Um, I was recently introduced as um, the like the mother of legal process improvement, and I kind of <laughs> I was a little surprised by the introduction. But having had two years of improv experience, it didn't really throw me. But I I. I um, I love uh, the kind of idea of, you know, giving birth to all of this stuff, but not um, not the toddler um, nor the adolescent years per se. Um, I And I thought, wouldn't it be better to be known as sort of like the Oprah of process improvement? So I could say, you get an improvement and you get an improvement and you get an improvement. <laughs> um, but... You know, but either way, I just love the idea that people feel like I gave them something that is um, useful. And, uh, you know, some people do require a little more nurturing than others. But but the, the, the idea that people will see things and experience things differently than, than they ever would have uh, is very motivating for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. That, that is fantastic. I'm so glad to hear that you've reached that point, and <clears throat> we all know that um, to have gotten to that point, um, there's a whole lot of seed sowing 
and cultivation and fostering and nurturing that come well before those types of harvest of your, you know, of your labor. Mm -hmm. I think that's true. And I think to get to that point, it's really, uh, you know, like I teach people, um, but it also my work with another business that I have, which is called Firm Guidance, where I focus more on the strategy and business development work. This is, um, we're not going to get there by leaps and bounds. This is day in, day out, brick by brick, putting it together. And um, so the fact for me is that uh, there are things that I can kind of pull off of the shelf, if you will, but literally each and every engagement that I undertake is uniquely tailored for that client. Sure. Because always what I'm you know, trying to do is to build in multiple benefits to one thing, right. always. Right. And I'm also very driven by the idea of helping people and organizations create competitive advantages. Um, so to be able to kind of find the right way for them to tap into um, what those things are for them is, is part of creating high quality work product. But, you know, nobody wants to work with you if it's painful. Um, so to try and find ways to, to make things fun um, or at least as comfortable as we can while we're doing this transformation work, I think that's, um, that requires kind of that combination of, um, you know, diplomacy and, and tact on the one hand and uh, speaking truth to higher power on the other hand. And I think that's only, a, that kind of wisdom is only acquired with, um, with deep experience and you can't get there overnight. No. <laughs> No, not at all. Well, that uh, you know, you you know of which you speak, um, you know, because to have gotten to where you are, where I am, you know, that would not have been possible, you know, a decade or even a dec two decades ago, um, because we're always learning and, as you said, innovating as the market changes, as the our clients' needs change and their marketplace changes, um, and so. Mm -hmm. it's, beautiful thing I think it's a beautiful thing when it all all the <clears throat> all the nurturing all the fostering all the innovating just kind of converges and it you know it's like oh this is what I've been doing all these decades and years <laughs> so oh this is why I've been doing this and it all comes together um that, that exactly very gratifying exactly I'd like it is, and um, you know, the cl I've learned so much, and uh, I'm very indebted to um, clients, not just because they've um, given me the opportunity by by hiring me, so not just the opportunity to work, do work for them, but to work with them, and uh, to to basically become uh, a, a, to build a learning organization of my own um, and that's what that's what makes it easier to do things like transformation work and change management and have empathy and and that sort of thing um, but I'm extraordinarily grateful to them many of them have taken um, risks uh, 
some maybe smaller than others, some quite large, but they have all entrusted me uh, with this very important work. And so, you know, I'll always be grateful to them. And, and um, I think it's, it's just part of that uh, personal and professional evolution. I'm, I'm certainly, you know, touched by every single person that I get to work with. So um, then I pour that back, back in and send it back out. And right. that's, that's the stuff of uh, sustainability, isn't it? It is. It absolutely is. It's just a not, it's, there's no way about taking, it's constantly giving, you know, receiving and then re, re, repaying that, paying that forward. Um, so I want to speak for a moment, Catherine, as a women, as women business owners, um, <clears throat> you know, um, it's interesting our place in the world as a woman business owner um, and how that impacts um, our ability to build, grow, and sustain a prosperous business. And I would love for you to um, provide to our listeners, particularly the women entrepreneurs that we, you know, that we have tune in um, episode to episode of, you know, what are a couple of steps that you've taken regularly that has helped you advance your growth in your business? This is a, such a good question. Um, I think a couple of things that I've done are, uh, first of all, I've asked people for help, mm -hmm. which sounds so simple. Uh, but for those of us who are, you know, completely consumed by building this business and working on the business and, you know, it's long days and uh, long nights and jumping on airplanes and living, you know, out of suitcases and all that. Um, asking people for help and uh, learning the strength of vulnerability, I think is a very good lesson. I, I wish I had learned it just a little bit earlier. And um, I'm a little less of a lean in kind of a person. I'm using air quotes that people can't see. Um, but I'm definitely a lean on person. And what I have found is the that the more specific I can make my request, the easier it is for somebody to say, no brainer, I'm all in. I'm happy to help you. Mm -hmm. And um, I think most people are really you know, eager, it goes back to what you said, how can I contribute what I have to offer? So that's one thing. I think it's, you know, the lean on. It's time for lean on. Uh -huh. um, the other thing uh, is uh, that I will always recommend to women business owners is, uh, is know your data and be comfortable talking in um, actual, you know, facts and figures. Uh -huh. Get it together. Right. you know, and be, be comfortable referring to, to those data points. Um, and, you know, what we've seen in the in Lasso's Women Lawyer Surveys is uh, women are just natural uh, relationship builders. Right. We just are. Um, and so what we're less good at, and our surveys show this as well, is taking our personal relationships and becoming comfortable having a business conversation. Mm -hmm. And so there's like this mental switch that I feel like will be helpful for all women to do that, 
it's it's you know thinking more along the lines of well what kind of a friend are you if you have failed to at least offer to be helpful in a way that is easiest for you what's most natural for you or you have your greatest strengths so instead of being uncomfortable having a business conversation just look at it that way so th those are the things that i have found you know really have been helpful to me um uh, there are others but you asked for just a couple so uh, Lou, if writing an entire book, those are the those are kind of my top things that come to mind. Those are they're um, very powerful, very very powerful. Because as women, you know, I've done quite a bit of research on this. As women, <clears throat> we're so socialized not to own our accomplishments, um, and I'm sure you and I have seen it time after time within organizations that we've worked with and for um, that you know, owning our accomplishments and taking credit. So many times women say, oh, I don't want to boast. I don't feel comfortable bragging, which of course it's not. It's stating fact, which is what men do all day, every day. Um, exactly. You know? And so it's, you know, it's the mindset. This is the things that I teach. It's the mindset with which we look at and perceive some of our greatest strengths that tend to get marginalized because we don't allow ourselves to own our own brilliance, essentially. Um, I, I think that's so beautifully stated. And, and I guess too, the corollary to that is um, to also let go of the stuff that you just don't really enjoy. Right. I mean, for me, the, the best example is bookkeeping. I, uh, first of all, I dislike it. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm also really not good at it. <laughs> and um, I will tell you, uh, the, the, uh, I work with another small uh, business owner, woman small business owner, and um, Dawn handles all the bookkeeping. And guess what? She loves it and she's really good at it. So um, we don't need to keep picking things up in our life, we can put some things down so we're not overburdened, create space for some other people. This is part of that lean on thing. Um, and then that sort of gives you the capacity and the, the freedom, not only to do the things that you enjoy, but it, you actually are delivering better value to your own business and your clients that way. Absolutely, absolutely. There's a um, in some of my study and learnings. There's I forget the name of it, but it's a box of um, it's a competency box of what we enjoy and what we're competent at, what we enjoy, mm -hmm. we have this unique brilliance in, what we don't like and we're not so great in, and what we really stink in. And so we, mm -hmm. we need to focus in that northeast. That second block is what we enjoy, <laughs> unique brilliance. And sometimes it takes a lifetime to figure out what that is, but you know, the more that we um, devote ourselves to figuring that out. And sometimes it, I know for me, when I was in college, it was really the process of elimination um, that decided my career is I knew I could not be a history major or I was going to flunk out if I was going to be a business major for the most of the reasons that you just said that numbers are not my groove. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, all the, I'm the words and the thoughts and the language and all that. And, um, and so, 
um, the sooner we can, you know, we can identify what that unique brilliance is, um, then work doesn't all of a sudden need to look like work anymore. It's really serving our purpose and passion. I love that. Right on, sister. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it, it sounds very simplistic, but you and I both have plenty of people on our networks, I'm sure, that have not nailed that, you know, that they're no. the things that they don't no. really doing. You're right. And uh, we say this about when we're teaching process improvement and project management, um, none of it is terribly complicated. So, yes, it's simplistic. It's just that none of it is easy. Right. And nobody applies these things the same way as anybody else. Right. So. Yeah. No, that's yeah. very, that's very inspiring and uplifting. Um, so I want to be mindful of our time and I have just two more questions. And this is a question that I ask all of our guests and our friends. And that is, <clears throat> I love, I love this question. If you could give yourself your younger self, one piece of professional advice, what would that be? Listen to your mother. No, um, <laughs> I always listen to my mother, who's a very wise woman and one of my own personal heroes and on my own personal board of directors. Um, I guess I would say believe in yourself sooner. Yeah. Um, just because nobody else sees what you see, mm -hmm. um, it goes back to what you identified as your unique gifts. Just because nobody else sees it doesn't make it not the right thing. And over the years, I've taken a lot of different personality, you know, assessments. Uh, I'm actually qualified to admi administer the Myers-Briggs, so I like that one, but I like them all. Uh, but I took a really interesting one uh, when I was on, uh, serving on a board and um, it kind of classified people into kind of their own unique strengths. And it turned out that I was the only one on the board who filled the role of uh, what this instrument was calling treasure hunter. And so I have discovered that one of the things that I'm really good at is, is exactly that identifying where there is treasure and then bringing it back to the organization um, but we're small in number and so it's it can be very very challenging and sometimes you're like oh my gosh i've built this thing i've put it out there when is everybody going to catch up to where i am mm -hmm. so yeah i mean and that's a big one that's that's a really big one because um, you know, sometimes we are a team of one um, and we have mm -hmm. to really dig deep into our sense of confidence and our belief in ourselves that even when we stand alone, uh, we know we're on the right track. Exactly. And that's really... Listen to I think, that voice. <laughs> I, think, I really think that that's where the metal kicks in. Um, of of the uh, you know the personal development the personal work um, and building that 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 self esteem slash self worth self confidence muscle to say okay I may be the only one um, that feels this way or sees it this way but that doesn't mean that it's not the right way or the better way or the most productive way because I'm standing alone and so that really requires a lot of character 
and um, you know, and that self-confidence, which you know is a whole nother conversation. But um, there's nothing like it if you can you can grab a hold of it. I agree, and uh, this kind of goes back a little bit to your comment about women business owners. Uh, what I find so special, and, and you exhibit this for sure, is that um, to be a successful woman in business um, requires not just vision and not just strategy, but also the execution. You have to be really good at all three of those things. Um, and so those require different mindsets and, you know, going through those different phases. And not everybody has all three of those things. Most people are lucky if they have two. Right. Well, one of the things that I <clears throat> have come to know, and, you know, I was in business for 23 years before I became a business owner. And so I don't know that there's any real training um, to help set a positive path to become a prosperous business owner. I know that an MBA is not the secret to it. Um, there's lots of different pieces to it, but what I've learned after having been a business owner for <clears throat> now 11 years is, you know, recognize what your strengths are, kind of what we were talking about. Recognize what your strengths are and where you, where you have some of the I hate to use the word weaknesses, but where you don't have the strengths, identify people who do have the strengths and surround yourself with the best team possible. Because I don't want to do the bookkeeping. I'm not good at it. I don't enjoy it. There's a lot of things that I don't necessarily enjoy. And so over time, I've accumulated um, discipline experts who do fill those gaps that allow me to do what I do best. Same. Yeah. Same. So I think it's useful to diagnose weaknesses and then you got to sort of shut down that uh, critical voice, whether it's internal or external, that's telling you, you can't do something, you know, it's, if you think you can, then you can Absolutely. and you should. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, this is fascinating, fascinating stuff, Catherine. So I want to give our listeners um, a, the best way to connect with you following our, our discussion today. Um, they may have something that they'd like to ask you, or they'd like to maybe register for your next um, Sigma Six uh, Lean Sigma um, program um, or anything else. And so I always like to um, have our guests be available to our listeners. And so would you please share with us what that best way of connection may be? Sure, I'd be um, delighted to hear from people and answer any questions. And then I'd also like to report back to you if people have contacted me as a result of this um, really fun um, discussion. So our website is legalleansigma.com and uh, can be emailed at Catherine, C-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E, -E, at legalleansigma.com. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, Catherine, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been um, very uplifting and inspiring to me and I know for our, our listeners. And um, it's always great to connect with another sister in business. And uh, we wish you all the best as you move forward and juggling all those plates so um, professionally and thank expertly you. as you always do. Thank you. Thanks so much for the chance to join you. And Thank you for all your great work in shining a light on people who are doing such interesting things. I really appreciate you. Oh, thank you. Well, listen, thank you so much, everyone.